Welcome to the $100 MBA show, the only podcast that will be by your side every step of the way with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today is a very special guest teacher episode. They're all special, but this one is particularly special, and I'll tell you why. Today we have Chris Johnson on, and he's going to teach you how to deal with difficult customers. Chris is a co-founder of Simply Film. He's also the host of the soon-to-be-released podcast that will be part of our podcasting network, Business Republic Media. The podcast is called The Line Which Is Dotted, and it's a daily show just like this one, but it's geared towards top sales performers. We are super happy to have Chris to be a part of our podcasting family. More about that later and more about another new podcast I'll be launching in our network. But let's get into the meat of today's lesson, how to deal with difficult customers with Chris Johnson. I've actually called Chris on several occasions when I had a difficult customer on my hands and I wanted to make sure I handled it properly. He is my go-to guy and I couldn't think of anybody better to teach you this subject. So I'm going to leave it to him. Chris, it's all you. Hi, my name is Chris Johnson with Simple Film, and I'm here as a guest on the $100 MBA show to talk about dealing with difficult customers. Omar has asked me to be here. We're going to do this in three parts. First is going to be diagnose the problem and the customer. Second is going to be to prevent this from happening in the future. And then the third is going to be to deal with the actually difficult customer in the in real time. Before we get started, just give you some quick background. Simple Film is my company. I'm a co-founder. I uh, started it from the beginning, and we um, have dealt with two or 300 uh, high-end people dealing with high-stakes, emotionally charged projects. So, you know, as an example, we do high-end product demo videos and book trailers. Those are our two biggest sellers, and, you know, these are a significant portion of the life's work of a customer that approaches us to work with us on this stuff. This is a uh, not, this is not a joke, you know, and they're going to get emotional on stuff. It's going to be a project like this one. All right, so that's some quick background. The basic thing we're going to start with is diagnosing both the person and the problem. We'll start with the problem, okay? There's a, there's an unfortunate situation that comes up, and a customer wants more revisions than is normal, or or whatever. We're going to look and see what's going on. So if we diagnose the problem, we're going to presume that it's actually our fault. We're going to diagnose with a bias towards we caused the problem by having bad systems. The reason that we do it that way is that if, if we presume it's us and not them, then we have the power to change our minds. Then we have the power to change our companies. We have the power to improve our systems. If we assume it's them, we're going to focus on, well, this guy was a jerk and he got testy with me and he you know, said this and it's not true. And we're going to not focus on the stuff that's going to make us money. We're going to focus on this guy's character defects and that doesn't really make us any money. So we're going to skip past that. Um, presuming it's our fault gives us power and, and, you know, we always communicate as if it's our fault. A a corollary to that is that we're going to be held on trial by our customers. Our job is to lose the trial in, in an authentic way. So it's not, you know, if you'd have done this, this would have happened. It's, you know what? Yeah, we should have, we should have been made that more clear in the beginning. And I'm really sorry we didn't, we're going to change it going forward. But for right now, let's do this, this, and this. Okay. That's, that's how kind of the framework for dealing with it. Now, 
you're going to next diagnose the person. So there's going to be two kind of types. One is a disaster. He's an asshole. He's a jackass, whatever you want to call him, a jerk. And he's uh, going to be this way to everybody he ever encounters. He's the guy that leaves the 300-page Yelp reviews because the butter was put on his roll before he uh, before he ate it and, he, you know, whatever. He's, he's going to not understand that he, he, reality is what it is. You just want to minimize the damage that he's going to do and, and choose to either work with him or don't. The, the other case is a frustrated good human being. So you're a good person, you're frustrated because life has gone, you know, a turn of events has happened that that didn't work out and you're just, he's this frustrated guy that you've let down. Well, that's the kind of guy that you want to help and you want to, you know, over deliver towards and you you want to have some empathy for. You know, everybody on a bad day can um, say something snarky or regrettable. You, You don't want to take that super personal. You know, there's no excuse for anybody's behavior, right? We're all guilty. We all screw up. So so let's not take it personally and let's deal with the problem that we're solving, which is whatever your deliverable is. All right. So that's the diagnostic phase. The next part is to prevent these things from happening. And there's going to be four ways or five ways that we can do that. The first and the easiest is to set expectations. This is what's going to happen. This is when it's going to happen. And you, you do that many times. Here's your script. Your script is done. Here's your script delivery. Your script delivery is done. Here's your website. Here's your Photoshop files. Whatever you're delivering, you want to um, set expectations. What now, what next, and when at all times. The second way to prevent problems, you know, dealing with difficult customers is to have a really strong company. Do excellent work. Have higher standards than your customers. When you generate business, you don't have to tolerate jerks. You really don't. And and you, the more powerful your company is in relation to this, this transaction, the better you're going to be. If you really, really need this guy's business, you're going to act like it and you're going to be needy and they're going to... to be able to tell, you know, there's nothing worse than the used car salesperson that really wants to be your friend. You don't want to be that guy. You want to be tough. You want to be professional and you want to be above this transaction. You're running a company, not working with one individual. The next thing is that with every deal that you do, every project that you deliver, whether it's internal or external, you always have a postmortem and you always look for opportunities for improvement. Opportunities for improvement in corporate speak are considered like, here's problem areas, and they're not. They're, they're things that you could improve. Here's some suggestions for making a better company. Even if the situation that occurred didn't become a problem, you can do better by eliminating delays, eliminating uh, feedback loops, eliminating needs to talk. So that's that's to prevent it. You know, you, you have a postmortem, and then you have a very good way of anticipating people's needs and communicating what's going to happen to them. Okay, so you anticipate if you're a web designer. You're going to need their logo files and you're going to need them in vector format. Let's ask for that on the day of the contract, not a week into the project, because when you get ahead of little things like that, it shows that you're on top of the game, number one, and it shows that you respect them, number two, and then number three, it gives them something to do so so that you're preventing situations from happening. What's going to happen if you um, are a designer and you've had somebody on deposit and you've had a two-week wait before you can start, two weeks and five days into it, you ask for their logo files. Well, they're going to assume you haven't done anything yet and they're going to kind of get testy because that's happened and, and that's your fault. Okay, that's a situation that you've caused and maybe you didn't know it, but that's that's not the customer's fault. The customer's perspective is, hey, uh, this guy's just now getting around to me and I paid him $5,000 two weeks ago. That's crap. You know, and, and you might have been storyboarding, you might have been doing other stuff, but they're not going to believe you. So that's the, the preventative stuff. 
So part three is curing a difficult problem. Now, this is the hardest part and the one that you're least likely to have success with. It's the least important also. So, so I'm going to give you a framework. First of all, you don't want to lose your company on one deal. That's the first kind of thing to consider. You're here in order to do business and, and get deals done, but it's not worth losing the company over one deal or one project. So you just kind of insulate yourself against that. The second um, thing is that you want to focus the client, the customer, on the outcome that they're hiring you for, whether it's getting their taxes done, whether it's this or that. And deadline issues are tricky. You know, if, if you, know, you want to see what can be salvaged. And then the third thing is what can you do in your whole life? You want to make sure that everybody that you encounter benefits from encountering you more than you benefit from encountering them. That's the, that's the kind of golden rule to ensure your safety in this world. So what can you do for this customer that's going to give them an outsized benefit, you know, in, in comparison to having never have, had met you? Those are the sort of three things that you can do. If they're verbally, verbally abusive, you need to have tight boundaries. Listen, I'm happy to help you, but you're going to change your behavior. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow is, um, is a way to, to, to deal with this stuff and and and, um, and then sticking to it saying you know we're not gonna do, we're gonna make sure we stay respectful um, this wasn't how we let customers treat us we're, we'll talk to you tomorrow and even if the deadline is tomorrow you know you, you put them on ice for a day it shows them you're serious sometimes they, they try to double down you just got to be firm um, firm about that and then when tomorrow comes you pref- and if they've sent you seven insane emails just pretend you've never read them and realize that they're frustrated, realize that they're, you know, if they're not an asshole, stuff happens. We've all had low moments. And then, you know, you're you're going to make a business decision on keeping them or firing them. Most of the time you should keep them. Very rarely should you fire them. I made the mistake of never firing anybody. Then I made the mistake of firing about 30% of my clients because they're having a bad day. You, you want to be somewhere in the middle there. Probably 1% to 3% is the most of your clients that you're going to refund and fire. Um, and, you can, and you need to be able to do that at, at all times. So that's the um, I guess that's the situation that, that, that we're in and that's that's what we want to do and I you know again I appreciate you taking the time to listen my name is as it always has been Chris Johnson and this is the $100 MBA show appreciate Omar for having me on the show today wow Chris what a great lesson so much value and so much practical information that you can actually use I'm super excited about Chris's new sales podcast daily sales podcast called The Line Which Is Dotted It's going to be incredible. It's going to be launching in March. I'm going to give you more details as we approach the launch day. And he's going to be a part of our growing podcast network, Business Republic Media. Chris's podcast is one of two new shows we're releasing in our network. So you have the $100 MBA show, you have the line which is dotted, and then you'll also have Webinar Ninja, which is a podcast all about webinars and the world of webinars, teaching, presenting, It's also a show where I pull back the curtain and show you how we're building our own webinar platform. It's honest, it's raw, and that's coming out early February, and I'll keep you updated on that. There's lots going on here, guys, and I just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening to The $100 MBA Show and allowing us to see what you need, see what you want, and creating podcasts that you would be interested in, you would benefit from. We are committed to high quality content and making sure that you receive the shows that really help you. If you guys have any feedback, if you want to let us know how we're doing, you can email us at contact at 100mba.net. Or of course, you can always drop us an iTunes rating or review about the $100 MBA show. 
on iTunes. It helps us get more exposure. And of course, you enter our weekly draw to win a free ride to the $100 MBA training and community. Guys, I want to leave you with this. I'm going to reiterate some of the stuff that you know Chris mentioned. But overall, sometimes it takes a while for us to realize a very important rule or a very important concept that not every customer is a customer you should have. I know that sounds kind of weird, but you should be only working with people that are a good fit for you, that you're meant to serve. You're not going to please every single person. Not everybody is perfect for your product, your service, for your business. Now, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't be serving people, that you should be trying to help them in every way you can. But sometimes every way you can is not enough for them. And that's when you know it's not a good fit. And that's okay. Just recognize the fact that that's okay. That's going to happen. And that's just a part of business. Just focus on the people that you are a good fit for and work with them. Again, there's nothing wrong with not having perfect customers every single time. If you're not a good fit, part ways in a professional way, it's okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I'll check you in the next episode. Take care.